Fish Trader Ray, The Amazon, 1974. Sit in the down! The German's livid face was as red as an equatorial sun setting through the pollution haze of a third-world metropolis. Flora and I looked at each other. She winked, and we wobbled the canoe back and forth with our newly acquired hip-shaking samba dance moves. Again, it was too delicious to be exacting revenge on the pissy photographer, who was tightly gripping both sides of the pencil-thin canoe. Murky, chocolate-brown river water splashed into the hull. This sent him into full-throttle hysteria. Should we tip him overboard? I could tell Flora was thinking the same thing. No one would know. We were in the heart of the upper Amazon basin on a remote, flooded tributary. He had shown up the day before. Ray had sent him. A photographer on assignment for a travel magazine. He had a lot of expensive camera gear with him. Ray had also sent me to stay with Flora, I had arrived one week ago with a hammock that I hung from the rafters of her tiny hut. We'd hit it off, having more in common than one would suspect between a tribal Amazonian woman and a middle-class California chick. We were the same age and had the same men issues. Daily, I went out on the river with her three young children to catch live fish in handheld nets. We would carefully flip the iridescent wriggling fish from the netting into tightly woven waterproof baskets. Flora sent these to Ray via the weekly mail Panga, a long, narrow, motorized canoe. Ray was a tropical fish trader. It was a two-day boat ride from the jungle port town of Leticia, where I had come from, to Flora's hut. I had wanted to spend time deep in the Amazon basin. That meant getting off the well-trafficked thoroughfare of the Amazon River and into its backwaters. Fish trader Ray was the man for my Amazon plan. I had met Ray in a hotel lobby in Bogota, Colombia, at the beginning of my South American odyssey four months earlier. Fantasies of rubbing shoulders with a bunch of colorful characters straight out of Graham Greene and Gabriel Garcia Marquez novels was the extent of my travel plans. And, of course, to experience the Amazon and go to Carnival. I landed in Bogota on a $125 round-trip ticket on Avianca Airlines from Miami. I spoke zero Spanish, but managed to find a dingy yet elegant hotel with high ceilings, fans, and gleaming hardwood floors in the colonial part of town. I was immediately enthralled by the mustachioed men with battered leather briefcases drinking cafe tinto, holding their business meetings in the overstuffed lobby chairs, and the plain-faced Catholic nuns from missions deep in the selva, sipping from green glass Coca-Cola bottles. Then there was Ray. A big, loud, twangy-talking Texan, who looked like he desperately needed something cool to drink, wearing a pastel-striped shirt with sweat stains under his armpits. Desi Arnaz and Carmen Miranda were my only window into Latin culture. Oh, and the crazy non-stop partying Brazilians I had met the year before in Paris. Expecting salsa and rumba dancing in the streets with sexy ladies crowned in tropical fruit hats, I was dismayed to find Bogota a slummy and polluted place, populated by sullen citizens shuffling down the sidewalks. At 8,600 feet in elevation, this dreary city was chilly and overcast, with nada a Busby Berkeley fruit hat in sight. It had been a frustrating arrival, and I was piqued. After checking in, I wandered into the streets to find my first local meal. There were no restaurants, just a few hole-in-the-wall stores in this rundown part of town. A gang of young Colombian toughs in flared jeans were milling about the corner eyeing me. The soundtrack from West Side Story played in my head. When you're a jet, you're a jet, all the way from your first cigarette to your last dying day. Gulp, chin up. I crossed the street toward them. Hola!
I said with false bravado, making hand gestures to indicate I was looking for food. They were as surprised as I was by my forthrightness. Surrounding me like a military escort, they marched me to a stairwell leading down to a dive with six tables. In unison, they poked their heads into a place and yelled, Abuela! A darling gray-haired woman about half my height appeared from behind a beaded curtain, gave me a welcoming smile, and gestured for me to sit at one of the plastic flower print-covered tables. The gang departed, but not before they all kissed their grandma on both cheeks and formally shook my hand. The woman handed me a menu and I recognized one of the items offered, tostadas. I'll have an order of that, I said. Savory smells emanated from the tiny kitchen. The short senora shuffled out from behind the clacking curtains and set a small plate of plain toast in front of me. Where were the tortillas, meat, cheese, guacamole topped with sour cream? I had just learned my first gustatory word in Spanish. Tostada equals toast.